0: i mm-hmm.
1: Christ Like right here on Blog Talk Radio and the Road Less Traveled. I'm sitting here with my sister in Christ, Dawn, or I'm Derek Hutchison. It is Friday, February twentieth. Month's almost over. It is almost over. And uh I see in our chat room we have uh Patty Sheen. Good morning. Pa- good morning, Pat. And and I'm just I'm gonna say this right off uh the bat we have a, a some snow coming this weekend and it's been beautiful <laughs> here just been absolutely beautiful because pat was in new york uh and she she's a snow lover yes just a snow lover and she brought that garbage back with her no. pat how dare you <laughs> how dare you do that bring all that so she's going to be in seventh heaven this weekend evidently on sunday we're supposed to get uh a little bit
2: i'll believe it when Uh, i see it. i
1: know it It, you know we've got a winter storm watch out who knows if it's for us the county's in it but you never know they say one to three then two to six and then oh just a trace and they say a trace and you get 18 feet and they say five feet and you go out and buy the whole entire grocery store because you're so afraid and it barely covers your lawn, and you're like, "Oh my god! Why
2: did I go to all this work, and now I got all this food? Now I got
1: to eat, and now I got to drink all this milk.
2: <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. I don't like milk, so." <laughs> oh
1: dear. <dude. laughs> so, so um, it uh it, it's, it is uh, it's going to be an interesting weekend. Hey, we started Lent.
2: Yes. Yes. I went to the Linton service at First Press in Los Angeles. A very nice service. Good.
1: Good. Started Lent, er, started Lent and Ash Wednesday, and we are in uh, the Friday of Lent. I I wanted to to say this, and I pu- I put this on our our Facebook, and you can you can find us at uh, be more Christlike dot com, or you can go to our Facebook at becoming Christlike. I don't know if you've ever seen a website called bustedhalo.com. Of course not. (laughs) Busted Halo is a, it's a, it's an online magazine. And, you know, just like with anything, there's some things that you're like, "Ah, I don't know. And some things that it's a, it's a, uh, what do I want to say? Not edgier, but more contemporary uh, type of a magazine. And they have a, a, uh, a lenten calendar. Oh, <laughs> it's not like a lenten calendar that you've seen before. Oh. But it's it's kind of fun. and it it spoke to me cuz there's a lot of things that I um that I look at. And I, I today every day you click on a face because obviously it's a it's a and let me go back to it so you can see it, but you can go to bustedhalo.com to see it. So see it's a it's a, pic, oh. a pictorial lent lenten calendar and today uh if you click on today it brings up uh a guy from, from parks and rec um it, and it's, uh, ron swanson uh from parks and rec and in uh, everything for busted halo their their main idea for lent is to fast to pray and to give mm-hmm. to take you know fasting and praying and alms giving or or giving and so they give you these little challenges Uh, During the day, and they give you a quote from somebody. Today is Ron Swanson. And if you don't watch Parks and Rec, you don't know the humor of it. He's (laughs) a funny guy. And he says, fish for sport only, not for meat. Fish meat is practically a vegetable. (laughs) Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. And then today they encourage you uh, to fast from eating meat today. And I encourage you to pray for people uh, who don't have enough to eat. Uh, and then uh, the give is give five dollars or more uh, to a local organization helping the hungry and and in all those if you need suggestions or anything like that you can click on them so it's kind of a contemporary Lenten calendar uh that i did put on on our facebook and I it's called it. it's I called see. bustedhalo.com and it it's just a I, I i like it and like i said you don't always agree with everything that's on it but I like that idea of the fast and the give mm-hmm. and the pray as we are in our lenten Are you uh, going
2: to fast this year?
1: I am going to fast Very this good. year. Uh I I don't know uh when I'm not I'm not the whole uh, during my lenten season I'm not I'm not the whole fast on Friday type of of person there sometimes that I'll pick a, Oh, a week out or four or five days out of it really all depends on my cycle of my medicine and those types of things. So well, I get a fast this time, but it's not for Lent; it's for a colonoscopy. It's good. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Well, there you go. There you go. So, uh, but yeah, we've started the the Lenten season, and and the study that we're in uh, right now is a book called "Lord, Change My Attitude Before It's Too Late" by James McDonald and it i think it fits in perfectly Very well. with with lent because the whole idea of lent uh, the whole idea of ash wednesday of that the the ashes and and when we really do that self-inspection that says you know what i'm a sinner and i need i need a savior i need i need to repent i need renewal mm-hmm. um all of those things and all those things fit in this book,
2: I did write it as a suggestion uh-huh. that uh, for the lint people uh, who wanted to find something to do, I put the the change my attitude notes on there for it. Uh huh. So
1: I'm looking in the in the thing here. We had a guy in there, regular Joe. Um, regular Joe says, "Lint is not God's day. Lint and Easter, Eshtar paganism. Do your research." <laughs> I had. No, we have one of those. I have had that already on Twitter. The regular Joe left. Uh, he left. I, I, w- I, I wish I would have seen that. I love those. We get those every once in a while. Yes. In there, the, the 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 paganism of of of. of, <laughs> of
2: and see, I did. Did you have one of those on Twitter? Yes, this? I did.
1: Yeah. I did. Yeah.
2: But the thing was as I sent them to gotquestions.org I uh-huh. put that link on there and if they would have continued to read they would have, if they would have went there yeah. they would have seen that they said it is not in the Bible and this becomes a choice that you make.
1: Yeah, well, sure. I mean uh, Lent there's there's no lenten calendar and but it's based on things in the it's it's something that helps us remember uh the 40 days that Jesus uh was tempted in the in the the desert uh the 40, 40 years that that uh, which is part of the Lord change my attitude book of the israelites wandering in in the wilderness there and uh the ashes go back to job um there's it, it, there there is and I don't think that there's anything wrong, and we probably talk about this every I think every so. <laughs> Lenten season. I don't think that there's anything wrong with things that encourage us to remember.
2: Remember and to grow.
1: Yeah. To become more Christ-like. Right, to become more Christ-like. So uh, it's okay for regular Joe uh, if he wants to think it's paganistic. I don't happen to think that it's paganistic at all. So I can put it this way i can think of a lot of other things that are that i would be more worried about <laughs> lents not one of them yeah. lents not one of them because it really does become even though it's done in community it really it, it really does become a very individual and personal thing mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: of of what people do and and how they uh, go about a process of repentance of renewal of self-inspection right uh, all of those things so um we we're, we we're, I'm glad that we're doing this uh study. Yes. So how did your week go?
2: Yeah, it was busy.
1: Was it busy? It's
2: always busy.
1: Yeah, mine was busy as well. Um we have a number of shows that are that are coming on Nerdwave Radio came back on I am on so Monday happy to YouTube. see that. That was a fun day. Of course, we had Literally Speaking, which was uh, our first try. That was fun. Literally Speaking with Patty Sheen. In New York. In She was in New York, and uh, Harry Wegley, I believe was his name, uh, was in Oregon. I can't remember. I listened. West I Coast somewhere. And I'm sitting in Colorado, and we're trying to – Keep all three. Pat did a fan. Pat, if you're listening, did a fantastic job. If you want to find that, you can go to pattysheen. dot com. It it was a. It was. Guy was very interesting. Then on Wednesday we uh, recorded um, Derek and Jess in the family nest. (laughs) That's always fun. That'll be coming out on YouTube this Friday. Look for that. Uh, We we played a game called Whisper. Ooh.
2: How did it turn out in the end if it's the old game I knew?
1: Well, no, it's not that. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, Jacob, my son, made up five for each of us, five for Jess, five for me, of either phrases or names. And then we put on headphones and we just blare music in it so you can't hear me talking. Um, And and I say that phrase or that word to you and you've got to guess what I'm saying. So basically it's reading lips type Uh... of thing. Jess was fantastic at it. Uh, She got them all. Wow! I uh, one of mine that just said to me was Jesus Christ superstar, and it's I swear she said grilled cheese tartar. <laughs> <laughs> was there some crispy treat? I don't know what it was. It was fun. Check that out. And then of course yesterday we had Derek and George live, and today becoming Christlike. So uh, you're a busy guy. A full a full slate on the road less traveled. Oh, thank you. It was uh, the Seattle area. Um. <laughs> okay, he would not know. Why. I see. Well, I was reading what Pat was saying. So he was from the Seattle area there at, uh, at uh, literally speaking. So, uh, yeah, busy, busy, busy. And, of course, um, if you're in the La Junta area, uh, the ministerial alliance here, uh, the churches take turns every Friday doing a Linton supper. <sighs> And so tonight it's at First Presbyterian Church and then uh every week it goes to a different different church. Different church. So lots of things going on. Uh Jacob's getting ready for tomorrow for state calls for forensics? forensics. Ooh. Uh he's got uh, February twenty sixth, twenty seventh and twenty eighth. If you are around uh southeastern Colorado here, stop by La Honta here and go to La Hanna High School. The spring play is coming out. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of things going on. So, uh, yeah, busy. Not to mention that we're getting into the spring of his senior year. So we're doing a lot of college things. So, yeah. Oh, yes. it's. Uh, and then you're going to suffer empty nest. No, no.
2: You're going to be happy I, empty I, nest. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to suffer at all. Christine has been talking about it. I'm sure I will miss him being present daily. Mm-hmm. But with texts and uh, yeah, everything... You know,
2: it's so easy now, and you guys Skype and, and everything else, it is easier
1: than a long time ago when I don't know. this was out. Yeah, I don't know why it is, but I had trouble with Stephanie. Mm. Even though it wasn't empty nest, Jacob was still here, and everything. I had trouble Your with, daughter, uh, with, with my daughter, daughter. going, yes. and I think probably it was the idea, I wanted to make sure she was safe, and mm-hmm. Jake, I'm like, dude, you've been here forever, get oh. out. <laughs>
2: Fun. <laughs> get your
1: degree, man. Make he's, some money.
2: He's more outgoing, though, yeah, too, So that doesn't bother yeah.
1: you as much. So, That's a little more shy. Yeah. So it, uh, but yeah, we had a lot of things going on. So, so we get to our, our studying. Before we do, let's go ahead and open our time up with prayer. Okay. And gracious Father, we do thank you so much for this uh, this time that we have to to share with one another to talk about our attitudes towards each other, and especially towards you. We pray during this time of Lent that indeed we would look inside ourselves and um, remember that we are sinners needing a Savior and that you have sent your Son to be just that for us. Keep that in our memory that indeed we might be thankful for all that we have. Father God, we give this time to you and we pray for those who are listening. Uh, we pray that our words would be your words, our thoughts would be your thoughts, that hearts would be touched and minds would be open, In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Amen. Okay, so Lord, change my attitude before it's too late. Last week, and if you didn't do that, you can go to uh, bemorechristlike.com and and click on uh, any of the blog talk radio things. It'll take you to... Uh, to last week's shows, actually to all of our shows. And I forgot to look, but it's coming up and I don't know when it is. I've got to look at the number, the actual numbers of all of, um, the shows that we've done on on Blog Talk Radio, Road Less Traveled, we're, we're getting up to a number that we celebrate, and I can't remember oh, really? because we've been on for two or three years. I can't remember. Wow. But basically, James McDonald, and again, the the book has "Lord, Change My Attitude Before It's Too Late." It's an older book. Uh, we talked about that back in two thousand and one. Um, but you had said when you came in before the show came on here in the studio uh that you had gotten a, a work is it a workbook? Yes, it's a workbook. I yeah. really
2: like it. It's daily.
1: You have uh-huh. 5 days of study for each chapter. Uh-huh.
2: And uh, I really I
1: decided to do that cuz my attitude stinks. Okay cuz you and and that's that's really what it is. It's talking about last week we kind of went through uh, what James MacDonald was saying was was the whole idea of, are you really serious about changing your attitude? Are you, are you dedicated to this? Are you committed to doing this? And if so, then let's move forward. And he's using, he's really using as a backdrop, as a foundation, the the idea of the Israelites, Correct. Uh, which really moves us into Lent,
2: mm-hmm. uh, which
1: is a, a great time. And their um, inability, I guess, <laughs> to really... Comprehend the blessings that they were receiving, their thankfulness, their their attitude towards not only each other but towards Moses and inevitably towards God. Correct. Um, and their circumstances too, because they were always
2: complaining and
1: grumbling about that. It was rough for them, and so they, they had a chance, they had they had to have a an opportunity to. Uh, to air their grievances, I guess, and they did it in a poor way, and and so basically, don't what, we
2: all though? Yes. Isn't that grow? Isn't that how right. we
1: grow? And I think that's the point that that James McDonald is trying to make, is that idea of we're really all the same mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to that. Uh, there are times when our attitude is good, uh, times when it is bad, and I think probably what we can find if we look at it objectively is that it's very easy to have a good attitude when things are very good. Yes. What does that attitude look like when things are bad? A little tougher. Yeah. A little tougher. And the way that he kind of lays this book out is that he gives us a bad attitude, Mm -hmm. and then he says, let's replace that attitude with something. Last week... Uh, we talked about this uh, this uh, attitude of <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> grumbling, yeah, murmuring, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and he called it a complaining attitude. Right. And and I think it's very easy in in knowing our our biblical stories and knowing what the Israelites went through that there was a lot of murmuring, a lot of grumbling of of. Oh, I need food and and here's water. the man and wow and water. I don't
2: like this. We went leeks,
1: we went melons. Yeah, and at the end it, one of the things that we didn't talk about because I wanted to use it uh to kind of segue into what we replace that complaining attitude with is at the end of each chapter he talks about a solution. Mm-hmm. And he says uh and he asks some really good questions. And so think about these questions uh, as it as it pertains to you, am I a complainer? I don't even have to read what he wrote to know that, okay, yep, that, that is. Uh, he says, I challenge you to begin to pr- uh, pray from your heart. God, am I a complainer? Especially when it's reached the habit stage. It's it, And I think this is a great book. It's easy to see in others. When we complain, we say, I'm just getting things off my chest. <laughs> when we do that, I'm, um, you know what, I'm just, I'm just getting things off my chest. When everybody else does it, it's, my <sighs> gosh, what a complainer. What a whiner.
2: Exactly. Uh,
1: he talks about clarifying questions. Uh, he says, but when other people complain, we're quick to advise, you know what, you're not helping anything by doing that. Let me ask you to cl- these clarifying questions. What two or three things about your life would you most like to change? Are you complaining about those things verbally or non-verbally? Are you accepting and thankful or resisting and complaining? Yes. (laughs) yes. And I love the second question that he asks about this complaining attitude is, am I reaping the consequences of complaining in my relationship with God? (laughs) Is that the problem? Imagine that God whispered into your heart right now, I'm listening, I'm listening, I hear everything you say, I hear everything you think, all of it. Would that shed a new light on the landscape of your life? If your life lacks joy and a sense of God's favor and presence, if your heart is like a wilderness, it's your attitudes. That's powerful. It is. And then the third one is the hard one. Okay, am I a complainer? Yes. Am I reaping the consequences of that? Yes. But the third question is this, am I willing to repent of And we must
2: remember what repent really is.
1: (laughs) Turn from that attitude of complaining, acknowledge its wrongness, and ask God to change my attitude. Those are great questions. And if, if you're listening and those questions speak to you... Um then then, chapter two is for you absolutely if you if you want to change that complaining uh, attitude that murmuring that that grumbling, then James McDonald's encourages you change that complaining attitude and replace it with a thankful attitude and It sounds so easy you have the urging. To say, oh, I got that. I'm going on to chapter three. I know what he's talking about.
2: That's that's why I ordered the workbook, <laughs> in a sense, because I needed to put it in to effect. You make cannot... sure I
1: did not skip chapter skip two. Over it. <laughs> yeah. There you go.
2: Mm-hmm. You've you, you really got to find ways to put it in effect because it took you a long time to get this attitude. And mm-hmm. it doesn't just go away right away. You've got to work on it and work right. on the steps to do it and think about it every day.
1: Just like James McDonald was talking about, it becomes that habit. Yes. It mm-hmm. becomes that habit. And habits are hard to break. Yeah. And so he starts every chapter with a say it in a sentence. Uh, it, this he talks about Luke 17, 11 through 19. But it says, Thankfulness is the attitude that perfectly displaces my sinful tendency to complain and thereby releases joy and blessings into my life. Mm. Oh, if it were only that easy. It's a great <laughs> statement. Yes, it is. It, it's a great statement. But
2: that's your goal
1: statement. That's right. <clears throat> thankfulness is the attitude that perfectly displaces my sinful tendency to complain and thereby releases joy and blessings into my life and i think uh I think that again he spoke about that last week and because he says my sinful tendency mm-hmm. uh to complain and and he goes on and the very first part of this chapter he says basically what I had said before: thankfulness is nothing new. We hear that in the in the Christian, in the body of Christ, whether you're in church, whether you're reading, whatever. We hear that word all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. And much like the Lord's Prayer, much like our liturgy, much like many hymns that we sing, it is a word that we know, and we seem to think that we know it so well, we skip over the true meaning of it. How often have we done the Lord's Prayer, and you've just recited it, and not really grasped?
2: What thank, the word "thankful" yeah, really means? Yeah,
1: what it what it what it means? What that Lord's Prayer is is saying, uh, you know, be thankful. And uh, my goodness, every November we have Thanksgiving, and we know, you know, and we, all
2: over Facebook,
1: people uh, yeah, are going 30 days with I, what they're
2: thankful for.
1: Yes, that's exactly right. He talks about Luke seventeen twelve through twelve and thirteen. Uh, where it says, as he entered a village, ten leprous men who stood at a distance met him, and they raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. This is nothing new, he says. Since the beginning of time, humanity has called forth in an unbroken, mighty chorus, God, do this for me, God, do this, that for me, God, I need this, God, I need that. No time for God when things are going well, but in the moment of need, everyone is on their knees. Yep. Yeah. So it, when
2: are you closer to God? When times are good or when times yeah, are bad? Right.
1: That that's the whole thing. There is this sense that when things are bad, we need uh, we need a connection. We need a belief that things are going to get better. So we have a tendency to pull closer uh, to God.
2: And that's usually where God can get new believers by the nape of the sure. neck and said, "Gotcha."
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think it's so interesting that. When we are in those times, we have less thankfulness, but more attention to God. Because nobody's thankful when they're in the crappy no, times. not at all. They're just
2: not. Get me out of this. Deliver me.
1: Lord, we're on our knees and we're saying, thank you so much for this struggle. Where are you? Yeah, yeah. We, just, we, just, we are less thankful, more attentive. Mm-hmm. In good times, we are less attentive and, or, 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 uh, and, and more thankful. Uh, now, that doesn't mean that in our but good- we're
2: not expressing it necessarily. That's right. That's
1: right. We will. We will. We will grasp the attitude of, you know, what things are going great, and I'm thankful to God, and we'll say that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But we won't grasp the meaning of that. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to say you are thankful to God when things are great. Probably not as easy to really grasp what that means. Mm-hmm. Basically, what we're saying is things are going good, and I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. And I'm sure God... I'm happy.
2: I'm God sure, wants me to be happy. Yeah.
1: I'm sure God had some part in it. But you know what? A lot of the things that are going on that's good in my life, I, I, I did that. You know, we have that tendency to say that. Mm-hmm. And we are less attentive to We give ourselves
2: God. the glory instead
1: of God's glory. Right. And so we're less likely to talk to Him, less likely to pray to Him, less likely to share Him. When times are Isn't good.
2: that what thankful really means, though? Is that we share God, we right. share what we are truly right. blessed with with other people, and we're sharing God, like sharing the good news.
1: Yeah, and I, I think it's a perfect example of the Israelites in the desert. Mm-hmm. There were undoubtedly times when, hey, at the very beginning, we've we've uh, by the by the work of Moses and the. The work of God, we have cast off these shackles of slavery and these chains of bondage to to Pharaoh. And, man, we are thankful to God, and we're setting out to find our promised land. There's a land that is promised to us. And so uh, there's a realization there that, yeah, well, because God is good, and and God is thankful, but but mostly we're just happy that we're heading down the mountain away from from but Egypt. But I
2: think what a lot of people miss is when they get out of something like that, they think, oh, things are going to be good now. They right. don't look at it like it's a journey, and it's going to be a tough journey to to get to the promised land. And then they then just they, look at the relief from the other, and then think it's supposed to be apple pie.
1: And then we just and then we get to a big giant sea, and how in the world are we going to cross that? Yeah. And and now, so we turn to God. And we either grumble at God, we're either angry at God, or we cry out to God, or we blame, and we forget the thankfulness of when we left. Mm-hmm. And so, and this is this is a process that is repeated through the forty years and repeated through our lives.
2: That's what I was just yeah. going to say. I think I think that every new situation we enter into, we have to relearn it.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think so, too. and uh, Every
2: new generation has to relearn it, too.
1: And that's what, he, uh, that's what he talks about. Before we get to our break, I want to get to this one part. Because we are talking about thankfulness, replacing that attitude of complaining with an attitude of thankfulness. And he says, this is, this is a, a little uh, title that he has for one of the sections, Christ notices those who are ungrateful.
2: After all he did for
1: us. Yeah, there is no doubt, but that Christ himself was aware and disturbed by such a flagrant instance of ungratefulness. Were there not ten cleansed? Jesus asked in verse 17 of Luke, uh, er, when he's talking in Luke, it was a rhetorical question. He wasn't trying to figure out. He was simply pointing out their outrageous, thankless attitude. In verses 17 and 18, he says, Were there not ten cleansed, but the nine, where are they? Was no one found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Jesus, or or just this one, who based on the social injustices he had received, had many excuses for not coming and saying thanks. If he could overcome all of that to express sincere gratitude, how could the others walk away? Then Jesus turned to the thankful man saying, Stand up and go. Your faith has made you well. The degrees of faith grew yeah. with that all today. yeah that idea of that really that idea of not just uh, on the surface being thankful and saying, I am thankful for everything I have, it's very easy to say that, but what does that mean and and how do we live that out?
2: Well, you know, they all lived to get physically well, but mm-hmm. spiritually is what is so important through the whole thing, it's right not what you see, it's what's in your heart,
1: right. That's exactly right. Um, And and after we come back from the break, he's going to talk about uh, this idea of of, uh, God, our gracious provider, and that thankfulness is far more than saying the right words. And I think that's the point that we're trying to put on this. Uh, Don't replace this attitude of grumbling with another attitude that is hollow, uh, that doesn't have anything to do. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue studying our book called Lord, Change My Attitude, Before It's Too Late, uh, written by James McDonald. We want you to stay with us right here on Becoming Christlike, Blog Talk Radio.
0: forgive. He bled and died to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior
1: Welcome back to Becoming Christ-like on the Road Less Traveled, Blog Talk Radio. So you
0: thought you had to keep this up.
1: Welcome back to Becoming Christ-like right here on Blog Talk Radio on the Road Less Traveled. Uh, We're talking about this book called Lord, Change My Attitude Before It's Too Late and the, the whole idea of replacing an attitude of Um, this murmuring and grumbling and complaining with an attitude of thankfulness. We were talking during the break, uh, this idea that James goes into uh, uh, about uh, really, not really a difference, but another level, the the idea of thankfulness and the idea of gratitude. And we were talking during the break uh, and and I'll share with uh, the listeners what I was uh, sharing with you is I I really think that one of the points that we need to make is and we've said this uh, we said this in the first part of the show that many of us have that idea of thankfulness it, we've got it in our hearts we understand we know we know what the word means and we are thankful we are truly thankful what we miss a lot of the times is the idea of gratitude yeah. and that gratitude is the idea of how do I live that out in my life so I show. Um, how much it's valued. Mm -hmm. And whether it be something that somebody's done for me, whether it be something that God has done for me in Christ Jesus. I
2: think you have to do it vertical and horizontal. Yeah,
1: absolutely, as it spreads out throughout your entire life. I think many of us would be correct if we were to say we are thankful people. Um, Where we miss it is that idea of the gratitude. And, And you had talked about that idea of the tip that you leave the waitress uh, or the waiter, uh, that that whole idea of we're thankful for the food that we have received, the water, and, and,
2: the drink, the yeah, extra refill,
1: for the hard work that was put into that. How we show that is through the gratuity, through right. the tip, through the gratitude. Um, we actually show that, and e- even in this time of Lent, we talk about that idea of alms giving, of giving uh, that that we return unto God uh, and His people. Those who are suffering and those who are in need, um, and, and really show the value of what we've what we've received. He talks about uh, these ideas of the levels of gratitude, and he kind of puts them in. He talks first about this the elementary level. And, and I'm on page 52 if you have a book, or at least if you have my book. And if you have my book, give it back. I, <laughs> you the, need it the, right a, now. The elementary level teaches us to be thankful in the most basic sense. It instructs us to continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name. That's in Hebrews 13:15. Elementary school is the sacrifice of thankfulness. I thought that was yeah. very interesting. Yeah. And then he goes on and he says, Okay, if you want to get a little bit better, there's a better place. Level two is a better place, and it's it's a high school thankfulness. And from first Thessalonians five eighteen he says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In every situation, you and I can always find something to be thankful for. Always we can make that decision uh and he says, we can look uh, away from what's wrong and focus on what's right, so that takes a little bit more that's a mm-hmm. that's a different level like he's saying of thankfulness is realizing that bad is happening, but choosing to look at it we a different find way something good he says if you want the real joy though if you want to be if you want to be done with the poverty cheerless joyless wilderness thing forever then go on to level 3 which is the graduate school thankfulness be thankful for all things
2: good and bad
1: yeah good and bad see and those are the levels that he's taking us to is this this whole idea of um to be thankful in the most basic sense mm-hmm. Uh, to move on to another level that, okay, bad things happen, but I'm thankful for the good things that happen. And then this graduate level of, I'm thankful for all things that God gives to absolutely. me.
2: Absolutely. And when we're thankful... Both good
1: and bad.
2: Absolutely. When, when we're thankful in the second one, uh-huh. it tends to keep us from becoming a mumbling, grumbling right. person because it focuses our attitude on the good. It, so if nothing right. else, that is very, very important.
1: Right. And and obviously those are, those are things that you try and get to. Those aren't just levels... You'd don't just say well shoot the graduate level sounds the best that's, that's the where one, i'm headed that's where i'm going right now and because you won't make it no you won't make it you will fall you may make it for a little while but you will fall back into the grumbling murmuring complaining person because you haven't conditioned yourself through mm-hmm. prayer through whatever uh to be a a, a thankful well, uh, person of gratitude
2: the, it comes from ephesians
1: five eighteen, 18 says, be filled with the
2: spirit giving thanks always for all, all things, things to, god. to god
1: yeah all things good and to bad. You that
2: also says the spirit has to help you do that
1: right that's ex- that's exactly right he talks about these points of victory and and i want to go through them real real real, real quickly Um, And he uses Psalm 107, he says, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his wonderful works to the children of men. That verse was like a knife in my heart, and my subsequent reflection on its truth yielded three specific points of victory. And the first one he talks about is this thankfulness is a decision Mm -hmm. that we make. And and it's absolutely, it's true. Mm -hmm. Thankfulness isn't something that just flops upon us. It isn't something that you just wake up with. And oh, I've got a thankful heart. Um, thankfulness is something that we decide to do, mm-hmm. um, it, whether it be in some things, whether it be in all things, whether it be only good, whether it be good and bad, whether it be none at all. Well, I think it's
2: done moment to moment, too. And that's where we—that's how we come become grumblers is moment to moment. So to get out of it, it's moment to moment. So
1: it's a decision that you have to make. You have to decide to do it. Point two, he says, thankfulness is a decision based in reality. Um, That's a second lesson from the verse in Psalm uh, Psalm 107. He says, I'm not suggesting some mind over matter power of positive thinking nonsense. I'm asking you to use your mind and ask, do I really have a lot to be thankful for? The answer clearly is yes. Then he gets into this whole idea of, of looking at what bad situations are and saying, what is the good in it? And he uses Robinson Crusoe. I loved it. It it is the complaining list and the thankful list. Um, And and I'm going to give you a few of them. Robinson Crusoe, his complaint, obviously, was that he was cast upon a horrible desert island void of all hope of recovery. Everybody knows the Robinson Crusoe. That's the complaint. How do I change that into an attitude of thanksgiving or an attitude of thankfulness or an attitude of gratitude? I like that. Uh, He says, you know what the thanks is, is that I am alive and not drowned as all of my ship's company was. Now, the real grumbler would say it would have been better for me to die than have to go. I don't want to
2: be alone. I don't want this.
1: And so his complaint is I am singled out and separate as it were from all the world to be miserable. Mm, All by yourself. It's like he's had a little microphone following me around. The thanks is, but I am singled out too from all the ship's crew to be separated from death. God who miraculously saved me from death can deliver me from this condition. Also, he says I have no clothes to cover me, but I am in a hot climate where if I had clothes I would not wear them. I am without defense or means to resist any violence or man of beast of man or beast. But I am cast on an island where I see no wild beast to hurt me, as I saw on the coast of Africa. What if I had been shipwrecked there? And finally, he says, I have no soul to speak to or relieve me. But God wonderfully sent the ship in near enough to the shore that I have gotten out so many necessary things as will either supply my wants or enable me to supply myself, even as long as I live. I think those lists are are. Are great and take us towards that high school thankfulness, mm-hmm. exactly, and moving us into the graduate level, right? That says, okay, I recognize the 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 bad, but I'm concentrating on the good and moving us to the point where then we can say, you know what, I'm thankful for all this good and bad, right? And 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 I really think that is a point of victory when you're talking about the replacing. Uh, this attitude of complaining with an attitude of thankfulness. And that's
2: your base in reality that says, this is what it is. This is yeah. wisdom. This is life, yeah. and it's not going to change.
1: It's absolute reality. This is what I have, but mm-hmm. you know what? There's I'm a, okay there. There's that silver lining. Yeah. There's that silver lining that we, that we sometimes uh, miss. Point three, he talks about thankfulness is a life-changing decision. Here's a final thought from Psalm 107. Thankfulness is a life-changing decision. My favorite word in verse eight is the first one. Oh," he <laughs> says, it's the best part of the verse. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for His wonderful works. That word "oh" tells us something radical and life-changing is coming uh and and it is, and, and I think we miss that a lot of the times because when we can't comprehend a life-changing moment. What we get stuck in is the life-sucking moment. Yes, yes. (laughs) It just, we get stuck in that idea of I am stuck in this horrible position, and life will never be the same again, and it's going to stink forever and ever until I'm dead. Right, right. Instead of saying, oh my gosh, this is pretty bad, but boy, oh, this is... this is a life changing moment for me, and there's hope for the future if you. This know is that. opportunity knocking yeah. right here. This is this is the. What fork, am I going to do with it? The fork in the road, whatever other, uh, you know, cliche or or word you want to use. This is a moment. This is a, a great opportunity. This is a silver lining development right here.
2: <laughs> a door closing and a door opening, and you should open the right. new door with passion right. and excitement.
1: Yeah. And even if the door isn't open, check for the window. <laughs> there you go. You know, <laughs> uh, um, I mean, there is that idea that's, that says, man, this is a life-changing moment. Uh, one of the things that he talks about is this idea of gratitude, and we, we touched on it a little bit, and I, and I want to real quickly, uh, talking about that idea of gratitude is the attitude that sets the altitude for living. I, I love those that. words. Unfortunately, there is a kind of low-altitude life that too many people live. It's a particular approach that grovels in slums and tries to get by under the radar of hope. It's a down and dirty, cloudy, damp, depressing, ungrateful, unthankful, complaining, negative uh, sort of living. I've been there. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) many times. (laughs) Uh, I could almost take up residency there. Uh, But there's another kind of living. It's a high-altitude attitude, up where the air is clean and the sun is shining and the future is as bright as the promises of God. This life soars above and refuses to focus on the negative. If you have ever flown up there, then you know that's where we want to live our lives.
2: You know, that reminded me of uh, living in the presence of God by Brother Lawrence or Uh something like that. That's Uh
1: what it reminded me of. Yeah, and it really it really is that, that sense of, and you you talk about, oh, because I know what the listeners are saying, and I know what everybody who reads this book is saying. James, that's great. That's great. I want to be there. That's super. It's wonderful. How do I get there? Mm-hmm. It sounds so easy, James. You make it, <clears throat> and it comes down to that idea of it's a choice. It's a decision, but it's your attitude. It's the attitude that says, no longer am I going to live in this damp, dusty, mildewed, you know, depressing uh type of life. I'm going to refocus my mind, refocus my attitude, focus it on God so that I can see not only the bad but the good as well. I'm going to do. Now, what we have a tendency to believe is. When I do that, all the bad will go away.
2: Not gonna happen. And it's
1: not gonna happen. Okay. In fact it's probably gonna get worse. <laughs> because when we have when we do focus on both the bad, negative and positive, bad, good, we have a tendency to discover some of the bad things in our life that we didn't really know was that bad at all. Mm-hmm. Now we got another thing to deal with. That's that's it, and it all comes down to is what is you going to be? What's going to be your attitude when you get there? Is it going to be an attitude of thankfulness? An attitude that says, "Yep, you know what? I don't have any money. Yep, I, you know, I've got financial problems. I got medical problems. I got family problems. I got marital problems. I got whatever. But there is some problem. There there are some some positives that go along with that." You know, it's basically living in defeat or victory. Yeah.
2: And that's what Christ died for us is to have victory over it.
1: Yeah. And I think changing an attitude, we talk a number of times, I talk ad nauseum about Andy Andrews, because I think Andy Andrews provides a lot of life changing uh, attitude changers. And one of the things that he always says is wherever you are in life, you are there because of the things that you have done, the things that you have thought, the things that you have, have um, either accepted or rejected. You are where you are in life, both financially, spiritually, physically, mentally, because of decisions that you have made. And in reality, what he is saying is, we are where we are in life right now, both financially, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, because of our attitude. Absolutely. And that's what James McDonald is saying. It is a clear truth that rings out in, uh, throughout all of Scripture, and therefore rings out true in our lives. Absolutely. We are where we are because of our attitudes. And we can either have an attitude of complaining about the bad things only, or we can have an attitude of thankfulness that yes, bad things come along, but there are good things too. And when you say it that way, it becomes that aha moment to say, you're absolutely right. Where we get into the problem of this not playing out in our life, I think, though, is when we can't really answer the questions or we're lying to ourselves. Do I really want to change it? Am I willing to put in the work that's needed to be put in to make this different? And what we where we normally fail is that that time when we say, oh, I'm too tired. There's so many bad things going on right now, I can't even imagine how to make it better. Mm-hmm. And we fall into that trap of, and, and the reality of, then really the answer is no for you. And if the answer is no for you, you're going to remain into the, in, in that attitude of complaining forever. Which James McDonald
2: <clears throat> describes as the wilderness.
1: Exactly. And you are going to sit there. At the end of his, uh, he always talks about an up close. Then he talks about this, let's talk solution. Everybody wants to be solution oriented. He said, now it's your turn to look inside to see if the attitude of gratitude resides in you. That is where the solutions come, through a change in heart. And it's really not a change of mind. It's not a change of mindset. Because we can think our way in and out of many things. But I don't think an attitude change is something that you think your way out of. Because we, again, we know what's bad. We know what's good. We know what gratitude and attitude and thankfulness and complaining is. We, see, we can see it in many people, not so much in ourselves. But it's not until we change the heart. It's not until that thankfulness becomes gratitude. Right. And then we're on, the, then we're on a, a, a road. A, better path. A, a, a lenten renewal there you go yeah a lenten renewal the idea of okay now i'm going to live this out i'm not just going to think about it because the more i think about it the worse it really gets <clears throat> and so um it, it really is changing that attitude of gratitude it, it's it's becoming and living it out daily and showing God and the world and each other the value that is placed on our thankfulness. He goes on to say, these. Uh, he asks these three questions, each with an action step. Am I a thankful person? No. <laughs> <laughs> Ask yourself that question. Let's go to the School of Thankfulness for a moment and learn from the graduate student, Matthew Henry. Ah, Matthew Henry. I like. Matthew. I like this story. I've not read anything of his. Two hundred fifty like years <laughs> ago, he wrote these words in this diary after he was robbed of all the money he had in the world. Let me be thankful first, because I was never robbed before. Second, because although they took my purse, they did not take my life. And third, let me be thankful that although they took my all, it was not much. And fourth, because it was I who was robbed. And not I who robbed.
2: I thought that was
1: really. Isn't that neat. I, I that that's great? I we should you know what we should we should put you should put that on Facebook. I will do that. Put that on Facebook, people. Print that out. Keep it in your hearts. Keep it in your minds. Um, and uh, and do that. We're going to bring on uh, Harry real quick here. Hey brother, what's going on? Nothing. Parent teacher conference day. I wanted to say good morning to you guys. Hey, how are you? We only run an hour on our show today, so we've got just a few minutes left. But I wanted to ask you, do you consider yourself a thankful person?
0: I think so, especially lately. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Because things are getting better. Yeah. Well, but I also really have a, a really big appreciation. How do I say this? When you're going through it, you can't see it. But then when you're over it, you can look back and say, man, that was so tough. But look at where it brought me. So you can kind of have that appreciation for it
1: yeah is that idea of, we were talking about that before the show the idea of the 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 memory of going back and saying look where look where i was at look what god did to me yes and and look where i am at right now and 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 it really i think falls into that that lenten season of renewal of repentance uh of all of those things for those of you who are listening we're talking with harry Marlowe, who's the the host of nerdwave radio on on uh, monday nights that comes out on tuesday uh on YouTube. And so, uh yeah, are you are you looking forward to parent teacher conferences here?
0: Oh, they've been really really wonderful. I've gotten a lot of uh really nice feedback and um luckily this year I don't have any any concerns that I have to address with anybody, so it's it's been a good day. But uh, well, anyway, I won't keep time. you guys too long. Just want to say All good right. morning well, and uh hey, I'll call you. Have soon. a great
1: day. Continue on with a thankful heart.
0: All right, brother. You guys take care. All right.
1: Talk to you later. Bye, Harry. <laughs> And, and I think, like Carrie says, it's, and you had said before, is that idea of, of that memory. Real quickly, want to move on. Am I seeing the blessings of thankfulness in my life? Do I know the joy that comes with gratitude, or is my life like a wilderness? What percentage of my thought life is focused on good, positive, praiseworthy praiseworthy things? And how often do I go out of my way to recognize, with gratitude, a person that God has used to bless me? When thankfulness is a part of the discipline of our lives— we will see increased joy and happiness. I think the key word is discipline. Discipline, yeah. Mm-hmm. And finally, three, he says, am I choosing thankfulness over complaining moment by moment? And just yes. like you were saying, it really is that idea. Choose to be thankful moment by moment. Absolutely. It is uh, so hard. It is just so hard uh, to look into the future, to think of in a years in advance, a month in advance, a week in advance of, okay, It's this thankfulness. And so um, it it really is that idea of do we, can we live moment by moment. Finally, at the end of, um, he always has a look up, and I want to share that uh, with you before we go. Um, James McDonald writes, Lord, thank you for your word. Oh, that I would give thanks to you, Lord, for your wonderful works in my life. I thank you today for the gift of life. I thank you for air to breathe, for health and for strength. I am grateful, and for loved ones around me, not perfect people, but people who support me and care for me, I am grateful. I thank you for my church family and the joy that I find in them. God, thank you today for your word, and thank you for your Holy Spirit who pursues me so faithfully and brings your truth to bear upon my behavior. Thank you for the life-changing experience of walking with Jesus Christ. Thank you for the assurance of sins forgiven and the promise of eternal life. I choose today by an act of my will to turn away from those things that would frustrate and defeat and to focus upon your goodness. I pray even now that you would cause genuine gratitude to continuously come forth from my lips, for you are worthy. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. You've been listening to Becoming Christlike. We're talking about uh, James McDonald's book, Lord, Change My Attitude Before It's Too Late. Use these words through your Lenten experience this year. To to pray, to fast, to give, to look in in inside yourself, and to truly look for that change uh, that God is looking for in our lives. That idea of saying, uh, I want to live with an attitude of gratitude, moment by moment. Absolutely. So for everybody here at Becoming Christlike, for everybody here at The Road Less Traveled, we hope that your Lenten experience uh, is a great one today. Live it moment by moment. Be thankful. Um, Live in gratitude. And as always, uh, we encourage you each and every day to become more and more Christlike. God bless. God bless.